Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And you can still see the Drunk Women live before the end of 2019 as they perform at the Leicester Square Theatre in London on Tuesday the 3rd of December with special guest Rachel Paris. For all information and tickets, go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Love a cold douche. But like, aren't we all, darling? Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're so good at wanking that it looks like volleyball. What do you think she noticed? A thick cock. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's the end of men's month and we're seeing it out with an absolute corker. It's Joe Lysett, everybody. Yay! Yay! Welcome. Am I here because it's the end of men's month? Because I sort of feel like I'm the end of men. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was what we were planning. Yeah. And thank you for being that for us. <laughs> yes, very much the deterioration of men. <laughs> It's my role. Um, well, as the deterioration of men, which is what we will be referring <laughs> yes. to you as. Yes. yes, could you change my name in your phones to that? <laughs> from now on, yeah. That could be your detective nickname. It's quite long, though, the deterioration yeah. of detective, men. Deter- yeah. Detective deterioration, which, as mm. we get drunker, is going to be very difficult. Detective deterioration, yeah. Uh, I might struggle with my own name. I will not try. <laughs> okay. Um, Joe, come on. We asked one question on this podcast. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, uh, I was thinking about this and I thought, I didn't think I had, actually. And it really, I, I really struggled to think of a time when... Oh. I had been a victim of a crime. The only thing that's happened is about three years ago, I had my car broken into. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like I was a victim of t- crime, but I've sort of blocked it out. Oh. You know, I'm going to leave this podcast. I'm like, oh, yes, I was murdered. Yeah. But I, 
I, I can't remember what it was. Um, but the car breaking into was not a trauma because it was a Ford Fiesta. Who cares? And I'd left it on a side road in Digbeth in Birmingham, which is well known as being oh um, crimey. The Fiesta yeah, it's crimey. It's very, cr- yeah, it's very like smashy, crimey. Um, <laughs> the official. But fun. That's why it's fun. I've got, an, I've got an office there. Like I go and write oh, there, so I've got cool. a little space that I go there. And I left my car there, and I went and got pissed. And then I was off to London. And I just thought I'll leave it. It'll be fine. Uh, Came back and it wasn't. But there was. They tried to. They like gone through the glove compartment, or whatever. But there's nothing in there. But what was great about it is I got a little selfie. With all of the car being smashed, and I think I said something like, "Oh, I got totally smashed last night." Or some, it was a better, it was a better caption than that. So actually, I got some content out. Of it. So, I mean, whoever did it, go for it again, yeah. by all means. No bad things happen to comedians. No, they don't really. I mean, have you ever had you someone on this podcast who's been like, "Ah, oh, yes," I was like. Um, I know Lou Sanders. I listened to hers, and she got punched in the eye. Oh yeah, that was, was awful. We've had a few more serious ones. People, even when people have had serious ones, they tend to tell us their fun ones. <laughs> Just to sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not going to mm, go like, I, you know, escaped death. Or... Yeah, yeah. A little bit of balance. That's what we like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. yeah. Do you still have a fiesta? That's my takeaway from this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. You I, do? Yeah. The same oh. one. I had, a, I had a race red one. That was the one that got smashed into. Now I have a okay. space grey one. Oh. But I was on tour oh, last wow. year. And uh, went up and down the country in the Ford Fiesta. And I fucking love that you drive a Fiesta and well, that you I have a replacement now. Fiesta. Like, well, no, no, I got a different one. You doubled I've, I've sold that one and got a new one. Um, but I think I might get myself, I've decided I'm going to sort of throw money at things because I don't really <laughs> do that normally. And like, it was only towards the end of the tour last year where I started getting nice hotels. Yes. And I was still going around in the Ford Fiesta in the passenger seat. And I was like, actually, I deserve better than this. <laughs> I deserve better than I, taped up windows. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, I deserve better than bits of glass in my small so of my bag. Though, like, I find, like, if you've kind of, like, not always had a lot of money and then you have some money yeah. and then you kind of, like, you know, you, you get stranded somewhere and you're like, I'm just going to have to sleep on the streets. I'm going to sleep on the streets. Yeah. I'm going to sleep in a bush. <laughs> yeah, and then you're yeah. like, how did you go, go to a hotel, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah. wait, it's I can so... afford cabs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose I'll walk the 10 miles home. I suppose yeah. I'll do. Like, it is weird. I can't, you know, it's, yeah. it's I've a started weird doing. Thing. So I, um, soz to anyone who uh, is married or um, is about to get married or whatever, but I hate <laughs> weddings. So, <laughs> and I keep getting invited to them. And I always say yes. And I always go, oh my God, I can't wait. And I just, I, like, I hate the whole day. I'm going to one soon. And um, uh, this it's... is the 6th of November, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just, so, just in case you're a friend of Joe's and you're listening. Yes. <laughs> Katarina, half, like half 12 is not a time to start a wedding. <laughs> and also, so it's, uh, you Ooh, arrive yeah. at 12 for a half 12 star and then 1am carriages that's 13 hours I don't do anything for 13 hours I don't think I've ever been awake for 13 hours (laughs) that is a nurse's shift it's a a (laughs) shift that's exactly it's a shift yeah god I didn't even think of that so I've got a clock in yeah 12 hours pretend to be happy for these pricks and then no I am happy for them they're lovely (laughs) couple but um uh, I've what I've started doing because of the amount of weddings I've been going to and it's this age isn't it yeah it is I've started booking an executive car home so I booked like half 10 11 there's a nice Mercedes outside waiting for me <gasps> and like a chauffeur and that's what? how I treat myself to get like nice. okay, I'll get through the day and I know there's a car waiting there for yeah. me to go home. What is so there? I don't have to do that like oh where you're drunk and go oh the cab's in this and they keep area canceling. are really cancelling or whatever <laughs> I know We've all been there. At what point? So that's my treat that I do for myself. Yeah, it's good to do those little treats for yourself. Like at what point? It's also great if like I was trying to think of what it's called. It's not called the getaway car. (laughs) No, it's very much is. In my case, it's very much. Yeah, but like, but I mean, for the bride and groom, like they have a special car. And I was just thinking, like, how many times you've probably upstaged? Yes. Yeah. They're like, we sprung for the I don't Ford Fiesta. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this must be ours. No, it's oh, that's license. That's a great idea. A limousine away from. Yeah. Oh my God, a horse and carriage. Just that's a joke. It. Yeah. yeah. With a bride in it. <laughs> just waiting. That's a lovely idea. Thank you guys for that idea. Oh, it's it's, it's a brainstorming session as much as anything. Yeah. Also, when does a taxi driver become a chauffeur? Is it when you're paying too much for them? 
Oh, that's a good question. You have to get a hat. That's a little hat. Is it the little hat? hat? Uh, when they're not racist. <laughs> I find. Well, I have never had a chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, SARS to all t- cab drivers there because they're not all racist. I've had some had great, them. great open-minded cab drivers. Yes. Yeah, likewise. Do you know, I take it back. It was a lazy thing to say. <laughs> but some of them are incredibly racist. <laughs> I had one recently who was just like raging against Brexit. And he was talking about growing up in the Eastern yeah. and like just what a mess everybody's yeah, consciousness yeah. has become. And like, I didn't want to get out of the cab. I'm like, you know what? Go around the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finish I'm, your thought. I'm very pro-Brexit, so I would have really I'm enjoyed so, that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I just think leave means leave and can't wait to get out. I don't know. When does this go out? Oh, the end of the line. Yeah. Oh, we'll be dead by then. (laughs) (laughs) Not to worry. (laughs) Well, can't wait for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Great segue. Sweet relief of death. (laughs) When men demands month. Yeah. Yeah. The deterioration of men. (laughs) And life on earth. Yeah. Oh dear. Lovely. Lovely. Well, I. I mean, talking of. Deterioration of men. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. There's no segue. You made hard eye contact with me there, like talking about deterioration. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it. Deterioration. That's fine. Thank we you. know what you're saying. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. We don't respect you, but we know what you're saying. <laughs> this is such. A, I bring this up every time I see you, but I my main memory of you is yes. that we were gigging together and you're like whenever I see an American I feel like I need to go sports <laughs> and it's my favorite yeah, I do. favorite thing yeah sports sports yeah I don't know what that is it's like a real so hey good. man you haven't seen that sports <laughs> it's a yeah it's endearing is what it is it's so, I know I just have it like carved in my heart like yeah. I sterilize it sports yeah <laughs> The deterioration yeah. of sports. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, well, talking of sport, again, not a good segue. Um, this is uh, our true crime for today. So <gasps> we're in America. <laughs> Are we? We're in the 60s. Oh, it's a great the 1960s. Decade. The 1960s. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, because actually that could have been... A trick. A trick. Yes. Yeah. God, she's good, isn't she? <laughs> oh, man. This one. No, we're in the 1960s, a decade where man first landed on the moon. You mean the year 1960s rather Just than... Just the 60s. Because okay. it happened right at the end. Rather than our age is the 60s, so we're not going to the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch you out with something that has no logic. <laughs> I didn't think there'd be so many questions. Okay. Right. No, no. Hey, God, I hope I'm doing this in my 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we're in the 1960s in America, a decade when the first man landed on the moon, when free love was in full swing, and when people could not stop hijacking planes. Oh, oh we got another hijacker on our hands. We sure have. They no were way. bloody mad for we it. We once did D.B. Cooper. Don't know that. Yes, and D.B. Cooper. I'm, I'm quite bad with knowledge of things. <laughs> no, this is yeah, very you're specific. You're going to fit right in on the force. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific case that we did whereby D.B. Cooper was, he was a guy and nobody knew who he was. He hijacked he, a plane. He got away with it. He had a parachute. They gave him some money. He had some hostages. Several people have claimed to be him. It's oh unsolved. Oh anyway, this now you're one, up to speed. Continue. Yeah. This is a guy and we know exactly who he was. It happened in the 60s. He was 20-year-old Italian hijacker, Raphael Minicciello. Let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael, how are we spelling Minicciello? Oh, M-I-N-I. Oh, hang on. C- oh. oh, sorry, I've gone onto Wi-Fi for some reason. Ra- Raphael. Just texting someone. Come and pick me Raphael. up. Raphael <laughs> Mina. What? M-I-N-I. Yeah. C-H-I-E. L-L-O. That's not a name, is it? Look at it. It's a big one. It's a big yeah. one. And um, at the time, he committed the longest hijacking in the history of hijacking. Ooh. And that's what we're talking about today. So um, just to give you an idea of how many planes were being hijacked back in the US in the 60s, how many days do you think there were in between <gasps> hijackings? Five. Five? Oh. What? That feels like not enough. <laughs> I feel like the news would be thick with hijack. Um, but you're stories. asking days. Yeah, days. It's days. So like every five, every six days, there'd be a hijack um, story. That's what you're saying. Um, I would like to think it was slightly say, more, but actually I might say less. Let's go four. Whoa. Oh. I'm going to say 23. Yeah, that's probably better, isn't it? It was six. It was Fuck. six days. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow. Well done, Katie. Yay, me. Yeah. I feel like they'd talk about this more if so much other shit hadn't gone down in the 60s. Like, there's just no room for this. It, yeah. was, it became... It almost became six days. Every six days. Like, I think it like it almost became the thing where people are like, it wasn't yeah. even we that We might get hijacked. Yeah. It's like the highwaymen. Yeah. Like, and But no one really died, right? No, no. Well, so no, not really. It's a victimless up. crime. Oh, what were they trying to get? Well, it's a different, it was a different type of hijacking. Like, right. It wasn't so much, we're we going to hijack this and sort of like, and blow something up or yeah. we're going to do this. It was more of a, well, that's an interesting point, actually. And we'll get to that about Ooh. why people were hijacking. Um, but this particular case was on the 31st of October, 1969. Um, and Raphael Minicello. That's boarded. Halloween. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah. He boarded mm. a Transworld at airlines flight from Los Angeles to San Francisco there were four female flight attendants three of which had only been in the job for a few months uh, the Aww. flight attendants had been told by the pilot that um, on that flight there was a change in the usual practice if they wanted to enter the cockpit they were to ring a bell outside the door and not knock oh. so that's just a little bit of information for later um, mm. so the passengers got on the plane there was only about 40 of them including a young man wearing army camo and this is Raphael huh. um, so the most air- experienced air steward noticed something protruding from Raphael's bag as he boarded what do you think she noticed a thick cock (laughs) in his in his bag (laughs) oh was it in his bag (laughs) sorry I was writing down I've got I'm writing down clues here Uh, the new guy's good I know he is he's taking notes I love it but hang on before I I was writing them down and then I wasn't listening So that's that's best kind that's, of detective. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you, you said, just say that all again. Yeah, could you? I got to the pilot said there was a change of protocol and there was some ringing a bell or whatever, which I thought was key. So I jotted that down. And yeah. then you said there's somebody in camo or whatever, and that was yeah. Raphael. Something but, sticking out but of his did, bag. Did you say that? Before that, the amount of passengers on the plane. 40. Only 40. Okay, 40 passengers. I don't need to write it down. <laughs> Detective Dickhead One of over here. Yeah. What did you guess? <laughs> was it was a Oh, you. Detective Dickhead, is that That, that could be me. Was it I don't a, have a weapon? Yet. Well, a sawn off shotgun. Okay. In the bag. In protruding the bag. from the bag. Protruding. So you could no, see what it was, or it was. Wrapped up or something. Wouldn't let your weapon protrude. Well, also, <laughs> would at that in that era, would you be able to get on a flight with a weapon? Yes. Or was the security wasn't a thing? Really? Security was very very. You didn't bad. have to take your shoes off. I know that. God, that what a time that would have been. <laughs> I saved so much time trying to get to Lanzarote. God, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just started hosting a show called Travel Man, and I've done two of them already. And gee whiz, the amount of time you waste taking your bloody shoes. <laughs> um, so basically, I would keep my shoes on and risk being. That hijacked. would be your choice. Yeah. What great footage that would be. <laughs> We start our trip to Lanzarote with me being... Refusing. <laughs> with me losing a limb. Um, uh, okay, so what do we think is in the bag? Something protruding. Also, so. that maybe the question, the more interesting question is, what do you think... So the air steward, one air steward who was called Charlene Del, Del Monaco. Yeah, of course. She, she, she was like, what is that in the bag? So she went to the other air steward and says, what do you think that is in right. his bag? What do you think that... And so basically it he was a paid thin... the Ryanair extra, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a thin... yeah. it's a thin container protruding from his backpack Ooh. and the air stewardesses all were like, oh no, it's nothing. What do you think they kind of thought this thin, long, thin thing, which, spoiler alert, was a gun. Okay. What do you think they said it was? Oh, well, not a guitar. I just bought. I just bought from uh, M and S Food a yard <laughs> of dark chocolate Jaffa cakes. <laughs> oh, so I got one of those for Christmas once. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to guess. Is it a yard <laughs> of dark chocolate Jaffa cakes? That's what they thought it was. Mm. Any advance oh, on Jaffa cakes? No, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. A, a yard. <laughs> Sorry, dark chocolate. So this no, is the be ridiculous. <laughs> this is the barrel of a gun. What yes. could you mis- What could you mistake that for? A pole. golf club. Po- yeah, golf club. Good pole vaulting. Club. <laughs> club. Pole vaulting. Pole. Big pole. Big pole. <laughs> big pole. We've got big pole. Yeah, yard of Jaffa Medium pole. <laughs> I mean, can I refer back to my initial response, which was a thick cock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they thought it was a fishing rod. Which is what I call my. Well, I know it was the olden days, but you'd think you'd have to put that in the hold. 
in the well you would you baggage. would also charlene has not been fishing <laughs> no charlene god bless charlene yeah. delmonico <laughs> i love that delmonico. you're calling them flight attendants when they were definitely stewardesses is that back what they called yeah. oh, no back then that is oh they are no longer oh ma'am they but are... you're giving them the respect that they deserved and never got so well done george thank you very much but yes it was an m1 rifle What's an M1 rifle? We don't know, but it's a rifle. Uh, So it was a night flight and the lights had gone down and Raphael stepped into the galley and approached the air stewardesses holding the gun and apparently apparently Charlene just said, you're not supposed to have that. (laughs) Good good observation, Charlene. She's right. She's right. She's not wrong. (laughs) So what do you think uh, he said to her? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> that is my bad. <laughs> yeah. He said, make me drink. Oh, that's mm. nice. Hang on, he's Italian. Yeah. Did make he say... Um, uh, <laughs> Buongiorno. I'm yeah. really excited. Ciao. Uh, um, il mio italiano. That means I think I'm Italian. Uh, una uh, beer grazie one beer please one beer please but, but all in Italian but all in Italian yeah and she went see si. <laughs> uh, yeah Charlene definitely spoke Italian yeah she uh, do you know what I think even he would know that he doesn't need a gun to get a beer on a flight <laughs> so, like, I really want that someone beer. has so not long. flown with Wizard have they <laughs> Whiz Air. Oh my God. What's Whiz Air? <gasps> oh man. They were, it goes to. Mm. They're out of business now, right? They were voted. I can one tell of you why. <laughs> I know. I know the facts on Whiz Air. Oh, no. I won't tell you why. Great looking plane that was purple and pink. Whiz Air. Whiz Air. They went to like Eastern Europe. And wow. Stuff. Well, yeah. okay. Sorry. So Raphael handed her a bullet to prove the rifle was loaded. Ah, that's aggressive. Mm. I mean, for yeah. a man with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expected a little I mean, bit more. If he shoots it to prove it, they're all dead. This is true. Yeah, he, and he it's ordered her to lead, lead him to the cockpit. I so mean, bearing in mind uh, that the captain said to the flight attendants before they took what he said to the flight attendants before they took off, Charlene yeah. knocked on the door instead <sighs> of ringing the bell. What a dizzy bitch! Well, no, no, she's smart because she did the opposite. What a smart bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she tried to raise the alarm by doing yeah. the opposite of what they'd yes. said. What do you think happened? They just thought she's just forgotten. The, <laughs> yeah. the pilot's like, fuck you, Charlene. I, we yeah. said to you ring had the bell. one job, Charlene. Make me a drink. <laughs> Somebody has to ask for a drink. Yeah. At some point. Um, you got it spot I, on. But go on. He opened. No, did he open it? Yeah, he just opened the door. Oh, I'm also annoyed that I presumed it was a male pilot. I am, I am picturing Oh, it him would in the have 60s. been it in the 60s. Been, yeah. Hell yeah. He's called Captain Cook as well. Oh. <laughs> that was his name. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. None of this is real, is it? Come on. <laughs> Raphael, Charlene Del Monaco. <laughs> Captain Cook. Just because it feels like a daytime soap doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, well... It, I mean, I mean, I hope it happened. That would be awkward if I just found <laughs> some fan fiction online. <laughs> like, I'm going to do that for my true crime podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Raphael um, stepped into the cockpit, pointed the gun at, the, at Captain Cook, oh, no. um, to turn the plane around and head to New York. And Cook said, I don't even fish. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's a gun now, right? They know it's a gun. <laughs> but they, he's not supposed to have. I can't beat my hook with this bullet. <laughs> I don't even fish would be an amazing thing. <laughs> I don't even fish. Yeah. Um, I can't even turn this thing around. <laughs> Sports! <laughs> um, on board the plane. So, like, basically, they turned the plane around to go to New York because it's a hijacker, you do what they say. And um, so, on board the plane, the passengers were trying to work out where they were going to be heading. Mm. Um, and what do you think they thought? So, there's a place in the 60s, like we were talking about earlier, about why people are hijacking planes. And lots of hijacked planes were diverted to this place. Where do you think that was? Area 52. Ooh, no, oh, no. <laughs> well, it's got to be somewhere that you can land that's off the beaten track. So, it's got to be like flat. I don't. Yeah. I'm just Why would pulling people? this out of my ass. Where's flat? <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> Manchester's quite flat. Holland. Why would you want to hijack and go? Wait, it's in the states. 
outside the states. Oh, close. sorry, it's I close. thought it was okay. Well, it's going. They were deviant. They were going to New York. Yeah. So in the story, they're they're going to New York, but the, p- the passengers thought, "Oh, I think they're going to be heading here." Mexico? Kind? No. Kind of. No, I don't. I've said <laughs> kind of, and now I'm like, of. it's not kind of Mexico. Bermuda. But it's. I'm going to tell you because I realised that this is this is too complicated. Is it it's South Cuba. America. Oh, Cuba. Yeah. Did you know, Cuba. I was I was thinking the Ca- I was thinking the Caribbean. <laughs> Cigars. Doesn't and, really help. Oh my God, it's a new, it's a holiday for them. <laughs> but yeah. that's what we have to do to go to Cuba is hijack a plane because we're not allowed to go to Cuba. Well, uh, is actually, that is that before oh. the Bay of Pigs? I can't remember what year that was. That what? Yeah, wait. What year is this in the sixties? So this is nineteen sixty nine that this is happening. Yeah, so that's happened. So they have fallen out with Cuba by then. Yeah. yeah so Americans, some. Oh, Americans they've had the Cuban Missile Crisis in the Crisis in the early sixties, didn't they? Because Kennedy dealt with it. Hang on, let me do what I always do when there's a history question. I'll sing. We didn't start the fire. So Lawrence of Arabia, Boston <laughs> beats Paris and John Paul McCartney. <laughs> pigs invasion. Yes. <laughs> It happened before Lawrence of Arabia, so this is well before 69. So, but yeah, some, some so, Americans yeah, so, yeah, they can't were disillusioned with America and wanted to go to Cuba during Fidel Castro's revolution. Mm. So um, American planes didn't usually fly there and met pretty much the best way uh, to get there was, was to hijack the plane. Oh my God, so that it actually smart. was political. It that was like a... Uh, right, crazy. so hang on. So like, uh, Raphael just wanted to get to Cuba... Well, this What's isn't Raphael. This, Raphael uh, wanted to go to New York and he goes somewhere else. But the passengers, the passengers in the plane... assume that he's going to take it This to is Cuba. just, yeah, just a little uh, bit of colour. Uh, nice. Sorry. Oh, no, we're going to be caught up in the Cuban is revolution. Is that why there were so many? Hijackings. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them went to Cuba. And also, Fidel Castro made money out of these hijackings. How do you think he made money out of it? Oh, he... F- Charging oh, they would them. get, like, goods and stuff. Mm. Selling the planes back. Cigars. Elaborate. Cuban cigars. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not correct, so I shouldn't okay. have made you elaborate. So I quite like Katie's idea this. of the planes. planes. Okay. So selling them back. Katie is spot on. That's what yeah. he did. He, he wouldn't just give the planes back when they landed in Cuba. Yeah. They'd sell them back to the US. Right. I did say charge them, <laughs> which I realise is vague. There no. was also, so this is a bit of a think of this one. So basically, this happened quite a lot, that lots of hijacked planes were taken to Cuba. Yeah. So there was one suggestion, which never happened, but I wish it had because I thought it was genius, of how the like how the Americans <laughs> were going to deal with this. How they Build were gonna... a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> 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 it's glass. Any other <laughs> ideas how they could have stopped? Well, not stopped it, but what they could have done to make it easier? What? Maybe not let people with guns onto planes. <laughs> what, Maybe just a quick bag search. What's, what's I mean, a, a rifle is yeah. that's yeah. ballsy, isn't it? Sorry, is... have you heard of rights? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I take it back. I take it back. What, what's the question? How could they have deterred the planes going to Cuba? Well, it's not sort of deterred. It's more of basically once these planes have been hijacked, they were going to Cuba. Right. Can you think of any way that the Americans could have stopped the plane going to Cuba? Shoot them down. Shoot them down. Katie's. Shoot Cuba. Shoot Cuba down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a complicated question. But what it is is that they there was a suggestion that a replica of Havana Airport be built Shut in Florida. The fuck up. That's brilliant. How good is that? That's and then really it's brilliant. almost too easy. <laughs> That and then is the, the pilot lands there while going to the guy. Yeah, it doesn't look like an island, but yes, yeah, we're in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, wow. essentially. Yeah. Wow. That's smart, isn't it? But, but they never did. We're it. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are all these American police here? <laughs> It is, the yeah. thing, I feel like you could do that once. It, that's the problem, it's I think. It's very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then all the hijackers talk, surely. Of course yeah. they talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're on forums. Let's just go back quickly to the 40 passengers on this flight. Yes. And there were some exciting people on this flight. So um, there was an off-duty stewardess. Nice. Undercover. Undercover. kind of stewardess. Sports! <laughs> Like normally it's like an off-duty detective, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> he's gonna go. I know where the extra coffee is. <laughs> um, but this is so exciting because she she remembered her training. But there was Ooh. this the thing that I thought that 
both struck me about it as amazing was that there was one thing that air stewardesses were told strictly not to do in the case of a hijacking. Can you think of what that was? Um, enter the theatre of conflict. Ooh. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Or trip up the guy when he's not looking. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. But imagine you're in the 60s and imagine for a minute the 60s was in any way sexist. Uh, don't, don't flirt. Don't, yeah, don't not get your tits out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's one further than don't flirt. Don't sleep with the hijacker. Yeah. Don't wank off the hijacker. <laughs> We're just going to have to check the book on this. Yeah. Um, we should not be doing this, guys. <laughs> Someone uh, stop Karen. Yeah. <laughs> a gloss is fine, Karen, but a hand job's... It's gauche. It's gauche. <laughs> it was the actual words, and it was not to fall in love with the high. Oh my god! Sweet Jesus! Oh my god! Happier times. You can't control yourself. Yeah, Genuinely. don't fall in god. love with that high track. Women fall in love. Yeah. You bitches love a bad guy. Jesus. <laughs> like, that's so written by, like, an incel. I know. <laughs> I'm such a great guy and those hoes won't even go near me. They're always falling in love with hijackers. <laughs> yeah. They'd been told that it was easy for hijackers to elicit sympathy from the crew and not to fall in love with them. Wow. Which is insane. Wow. I've only just heard of this term incel. Oh, yeah. What does it... It's what does it sound in involuntary, involuntary celibate. celibate, but it was actually invented by a gay woman, right? And they've taken it on. Okay, and that's because they can't have sex because they think they can't have sex with beautiful women because beautiful women won't talk to them, and they don't like ugly women because ugly women aren't worth talking to. So they're in a real bind. Yeah, God, that sounds tough. <laughs> Katie is very much an incel sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna fall in love with them. I think <laughs> their lives are they terrible. They just need a hug. <laughs> They do, they do. They need a... Uh, they no, need, they need they more need, than a hug. They need a... <coughs> they need a, a hug around their genitals. Yeah, but also they need to be convinced that women are people. And I just don't think that we it's can... A <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. You've said some ridiculous things this evening. I know, you? right? <laughs> women are people. Exactly. Um, so thank God, guys, we're, wow. we're going to talk about five men now who were on the flight. Did they uh, fall in love with the hijacker, though? Yeah. I'm really worried about them. Ironically, five hand jobs he had. Yeah. <laughs> I am in love with the hijacker. He's so dashing. Yeah, Look at him with great. his shit gun. <laughs> um, it was a sunshine pop band. No, oh, no, this no. is great. This is where it gets really good. I love, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, back in, back in. Yeah, this is already a brilliant film. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah. She's going to fall like, in limited love with comedy them. Drama miniseries. <laughs> what, what about the rules about falling in love with the pop band? Uh, but then, no, is it, no rules. Is it the band five that have come back from the future? <gasps> Could you imagine? Abs is there. Abs is there. <laughs> Richie's there. <laughs> ah, this yeah. is it. Yeah. <gasps> they were called. Harper's Bazaar. Oh uh, no, that's amazing. That's what five called themselves before they were five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the, Harper's Bazaar. Their last hit had been over two years ago. Okay. Oh, so how do you oh. think they felt about being on a hijacked plane? Mm. Great, oh, great, they're going to yeah. write a song. I was literally going to say this has to be a song. Yeah, and it's then, good for the and old career. Would, yeah, and undercover Charlene. We'll be in the papers. She went up the aisle. We can do all the interviews. Mm. Wow. Yes. Did they feel that good about it or did they think, oh, we might die? No. Oh. Well, they always uh, seem to worry about death. Because you know what? No. If you're the though. most famous person on the plane, you're the one that's going to get written about. Yeah. That's no one true. else is going to yeah. get a look in if there's a band on the plane. Yeah. That's true. And they, yeah, they were. They were quite excited by it. Um, so, but however, the, the plane landed in Denver to refuel uh, before moving on to New York. And the while hijacker... hijacked. Huh? The wild hijacked. hijacked. Yeah, because that's what they had to do. Like, you had to refuel the plane. So basically, they would land somewhere but in But they between. made Raphael pump like it was fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he paid. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one's on me, guys. Who yeah, wants yeah. a Solero? Let's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he let everyone off the flight apart from the crew and a <laughs> stewardess. Um, but Harper's Bazaar remember what their manager had told them, that if they were ever involved in any trouble, that they would call him first, even before they got to a police station or a hospital. Wow. Yeah. So this guy can bury the bodies in case a coke party goes wrong. I mean, very He's much like so. He's like their wolf. It is a dangerous thing. What? Imagine saying that to somebody. Like, call me. Yeah. Or calling hospital. Yeah, a hospital yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm having yeah. a heart attack. I must call my manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Hannah, I won't make eight out of ten cats, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeding from the neck. Um, problem solved. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What do you think he did? So he, they told he's him we've just He's going to go to the press or Stay on the flight. Or he's going to... Stay on the flight, interesting. No. Yeah, that's good. That'll be insane if that's the advice. Oh, I'd what? give that advice. <laughs> he's like okay he's nice he's a, he's a nice hijacker he's, he's like look yeah. I can sell this to Sony you've got to give me two hours stay on the flight yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what he let him off but he set up a press conference for as soon as they got off the plane so they got off the plane and there were like oh and they had PR yes. so many people they were like flashing cameras yes. and they could not believe it yeah and they were back in the bloody um, limelight yeah they were yeah. back in the limelight back in enemy yeah <laughs> the 60s enemy they're back in the retweets <laughs> they like yeah. it's so funny there's some great pictures as well of this band as they came off the plot because oh this is gosh. 60s there's some cool pictures of it, this whole thing and yeah and apparently wow. the guy said it was the best publicity they'd had in years yeah. and obviously wow. we all know Harper's Bazaar now right yeah. see right? like if that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if that happened now everyone would be going pictures or it didn't happen fake yeah. news like oh yeah. what a coincidence you've got a new single coming out yeah. I don't think yeah. you even were hijacked <laughs> oh god could you imagine if five did get hijacked yeah. now it's a really good idea actually if, uh, if i've ever got a tour to sell i'll just make sure i'm hijacked <laughs> in my executive car <laughs> um, so back on the plane Raphael had decided that he now wanted to fly to rome um, beautiful idea isn't it lovely yeah. place that's a lovely oh and it's october mm. i mean it's yeah. perfect <laughs> he wanted a crisp oh. glass of gavi yeah <laughs> A nice steak tagliata. Maybe reconnect oh. with his family. Well, that comes up a little bit later. I am in love with Raphael. I mean, he's quite kind of cool. And <laughs> he's he's a also, oh, Joe, you've broken protocol. <laughs> <laughs> he's also still alive, which is incredible. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still alive because this happened in the 60s. So he's kind of in his, I guess. I mean, because he was only 20 when this happened. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 20 year old Italian who wants to go to Rome and hijacks a plane. Oh. <laughs> And has a thick cock in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> and that's who my boyfriend is, Mum. Describe your So, um, apart from the obvious fuel situation, why else do you think this is going to be difficult for them to take this plane to Rome? Well, to America hadn't discovered anything outside of itself yet. <laughs> yeah. Did Rome have an airport at that point? It did. Yeah. But it's small. This is a big plane. Big plane, too small. It's kind of the opposite in oh. that um, the pilot on board, Captain Cook, could not fly like fly long haul. Like that is a, diff- oh. that's a different skill set. Like it's like stick, like driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only licensed for an automatic plane. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But he wasn't he wasn't qualified. Okay. Um, so I mean, that, I don't want to make fun of Captain Cook, but <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> is it diff is it a different skill in terms of the I suppose if you've got to go to the Atlantic, does it have different I The wind so. patterns are different. Yeah. So I think it has something to do with that, but you get because you have to fly towards the north I mean, when you see the arc of... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do that. that. I always like, wonder that, because they say that it takes longer to go one way than the other and all that stuff. Mm. Is that, do you know why that is? Well, because they are, they're flying a shorter... Like, that's literally shorter than going straight across. You right, cut yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, because it's, it's around. Because hmm. it's around. Because it's around. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a detective, aren't you? <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on the force tonight. Yeah. Um, you just I'm, made I'm a lot of flat earthers the, very mad. The earth is around, is it? It's around. It's <laughs> around. Um, so yay science. So yeah, they got to um, they got to JFK, um, and two long haul pilots joined the flight. And everyone else stayed on board. Oh, man. However, when they um, arrived at JFK, the FBI obviously... Was it called JFK already? Oh, Oh, the FBI could pretend to be a pilot and get in there as well. But they didn't. (laughs) But the FBI kind of fucked this up. So there were 100 FBI agents um, at at JFK. Um, And basically... um, they wanted to stop him as he was settling, setting this precedent of taking a domestic flight to another continent, which had right. never happened before, hence the longest hijack that had ever happened. Right. Um, uh, so they fucked it up. The FBI fucked it up. How do you think they fucked it up? Um, they gave directions to Rome. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they did? Is this too broad a question? Uh, it might be. Yeah, give us a clue. Um, well, they the hijacker told all the FBI to keep away from the plane. And do you think they approached the plane? Well, uh. now I do, yeah. That was, that was <laughs> quite a big clue. Yes, well, they did. Basically, they did. Um, and he, so basically, what you were talking about earlier about him handing her a bullet to say that it was uh, loaded, yeah. but the gun was loaded because he shot the gun in the plane. <sighs> Oh shit! Oh, yes, and did that oh, damage shit. the? <laughs> this is fucking hell, Raphael. <laughs> did, while it was on the ground. Yeah. So while it was on the ground, did it damage the integrity of the plane, or did he kill a person? Well, he didn't kill anyone, and he managed not to like. If he'd shot like the oxygen, yeah. it would have exploded. Yeah. If he'd shot anything, but he managed to shoot. What did he shoot? He managed to shoot it in a way that didn't damage the plane. The okay. extra coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that took one for the team <laughs> and cushy first class seats yeah. that'll stop a bullet yeah. and apparently they said that he, they just think he was agitated by the fact that these FBI agents were kind of like honing in yeah, yeah. Um, so they they're sort of like it's believed that he didn't mean to shoot the gun but he certainly did mm. and so everybody obviously shit themselves and they were like okay it's loaded we've got to go they didn't refuel they took off from JFK oh no oh, wow. yeah. shit oh, shit Raphael <laughs> so Captain Cook later told the New York Times, and I just liked this quote, he said, the FBI plan was damn near a prescription for getting the entire crew killed. We sat with that boy for six hours and had seen him go from practically a raving maniac to a fairly complacent and intelligent young man with a sense of humour, and then these idiots irresponsibly... <laughs> a sense of humour. Wow. What God, jokes he was, was he cracking? <laughs> that guy, we had a great time, actually. Yeah. Like, we had a bottle of biodynamic. And- <laughs> <laughs> they, um, yeah, they made up their own minds about how to handle this boy on the basis of no information, and the good faith mm. we had built up for almost six hours was completely destroyed. Yeah. So I said they're going to Rome. They're heading to Rome. They refuel at Maine and in Shannon in Ireland. Then they get to Rome. Oh, oh so they get there. They get to Rome. Oh, right. well done, Cook. Not going to let the FBI think, he didn't stop believe it. in himself, but this is what it took. But also. Yeah. I can do long haul. Yeah, that's a. Uh, what else do you need in terms of on your CV? I flew to Rome with a gun at my head. <laughs> I can do it. But yeah. also, I'm, I'm really proud of Raphael. Yeah. Because. He got, he got the job done. He got the job done <laughs> against yeah. the odds. And Don't also, all it. the passengers are off. Yeah. So yeah. He's just chilling. They think he's really witty. They're like, yeah, oh my God, we love, love Raphael. Yeah, yeah, apparently he asked for like, he did ask for a drink. Yes. And he had something like, I didn't write it down, but it was something like he had a whiskey mixed with gin. Great. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, so it's the, the first pi- drink he's ever ordered. Oh, have uh, <laughs> are a... Are there pictures of him? <laughs> there are. Is he hot? Is he fit? Is that, yeah. It sounds fit. I, I mean, he is a 10. Is he? He's a 10. Oh. Can I go- am I allowed to Google? <laughs> I think we all need to see Live him. Googling. Wait, Ra- how old is he again? He's in his 20s. He's in Raphael his 20s. Oh, wow. I love how he's sexually objectified him when you've given him a 10. D. It's really hard not to fall in love with him. I see why that policy was They're in place. Really I haven't even seen the man. hijackers, you guys. How are we spelling Mincinelli? Um, M-I-N-C. Minicello. Minicello. M-I-N-I-C-H-I-E-L-L-O. But also, I mean, I should probably tell you now that he was basically, he was a Vietnam vet 
And that was, they were saying that he had PTSD and, oh. you know. So, yeah, he was this kind of so war hero was guy. was he in a bit of no, a... hang on. This is of... Jessica Ennis' tennis coach. <laughs> <laughs> was he in a bit Do of, of a... Was he in a bit of a psychosis then? Or was he actually just, he would be happy in Rome and he couldn't That's afford spelling. to get, like, what is his motive? Well, the motive is interesting because, like I say, he was a um, he was a vet, and it took until two thousand and eight for him to be diagnosed with PTSD. Wow! So yeah, there was not a lot of support for oh, him. Oh, he's a fucking ten, isn't he a ten? Oh, look at I'm excited, Raphael. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ooh. Oh, wow! Oh, Zoom it. Look at that jaw. Oh, no. What a jaw. Sometimes I worry that when we do cases about people who are still alive, they'll listen, but he's going to be thrilled with this. <laughs> so he's still alive. Yeah. Raphael, if you're listening, <laughs> my number is 0790. But you know, he's like our parents' age, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's older. So than he was that, 20 and 69. Yeah, so he'll be 70, 70 something. 70. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll be 70. I guess so. No, he'll be 70. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. So basically, uh, blah, blah, blah. Joe is undeterred. <laughs> now I'm just looking at pictures of him and like... He's Where are they now? Hot. Yeah, so hang on. Like, is it today, today. So would want to go to Rome? So just how long... Um, just for a nice holiday, I guess. Well, so it had been 18 hours and 22 minutes that when it landed in Rome. Um, and so basically his, his reason for... Um, the hijack. hijacking the plane was his father was dying so oh. he wanted to go to Italy uh, to see his oh. father and, oh my um, god he's so cute and he's fit he's fit um, so. but like as in he's cute like that he wants yeah. to go and see daddy and the only way he can do it is so he has a terrible detective with a gun because <laughs> somewhere in between like a thousand mentions that he's Italian and just looking at him and just spelling his name I forgot he was Italian I'm like why does he want to go to Rome <laughs> connection like, right. <laughs> so basically he his father was dying so he wanted to go back and he had a military savings account and 200 dollars was missing which meant he couldn't afford to get home so um he didn't have this money so one night he broke into the store on the base to steal about 200 pounds worth 200 dollars worth of goods but it went wrong what do you think happened when he tried to steal this stuff they caught was him he, was he trying to steal 200 pounds worth and realised the exchange rate wasn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, trying to steal something from a... That's sort of yeah, a, that's got to be quite well guarded, yeah. It's guarded, also, it's a little bit like what we're doing tonight. So what did he do before he did this? Oh, he was drunk? Yes. Oh. That's why he ordered a whiskey. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, he has all kinds in. of... <laughs> no wonder he's witty. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> Brung. Make mine a gin whiskey. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He drank eight beers. Oh, that's and then, why they um, thought he was funny, because he was like, no, I do want it. You're laughing. Yeah. Mix the whiskey and the yeah. gin. <laughs> Airplane food. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? I don't need to tell you guys. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah, so basically, God love him. He went into the store. He drank eight beers, fell asleep. Oh, no. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's, that's cute. Terrible. It is cute, isn't it? Yeah. He's so hot. <laughs> and he was caught the next morning so basically um he did a runner before he had to appear in military court uh which mm. could have been bad for him yeah because um, military court's bad isn't it it sounds bad yeah it's so, like important um, like really serious yeah, yeah. <laughs> really organized and so once that he arrived in italy um he was only tried for crimes that happened in italian airspace um Ooh. Oh. Oh, they can't extradite him or anything That's a crime fun. of so, being beautiful yeah <laughs> 20 miles outside yeah. of Italy. Put, send me down. <laughs> <laughs> so he was sentenced to seven years in prison. Can I just say, I really want to, it's never happened before, but I re you know when they arrest um, people and they push their heads down as they go into cars? Ooh, yeah. I really want to be put into an Uber like that. <laughs> I, re I really want wow. that. I've got that, and then there's another life goal of mine, which is I really want to throw a whisk into a fireplace. Ooh, Ooh a full glass and everything. Yeah, yeah. So you go, you will not marry my granddaughter. And just like throw it into <laughs> I'd love that. Would you like oh, literally have kids in order to do that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was released after not nearly seven years in prison. Um, what do you think the public reaction was to him they in Italy? Him. They yeah? love him. Oh, the Italians yeah. will love him. I love him. The Italians will love him. Nobody got hurt. 
Yeah. He let the passengers off. I Did he get to see his dad before he, before he died? I don't know, actually, but probably because he did arrive 18 hours later. So, so went to yeah. see his dad. There's a really good motive. Uh, yeah. He's super hot. He was pissed. Yeah. The Italians <laughs> love all of that. Yeah. And I love all of that. I think so it plays very well. It plays really <laughs> well. It plays well. I would imagine he's now the king of Italy. <laughs> He did. He became something of a folk hero of in Italy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, there were loads of photographers and reporters there. Yes. Um, and although in the end he settled in Rome as a bartender and got married and had a kid. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, but no, I'm happy for him. Like you know, when you love somebody, you have to let them go. <laughs> but he did have several offers of things that didn't come to fruition. But oh. some offers came in. What kind of thing do you think he was offered? Strictly. <laughs> uh, like movie a, deals yeah like mm. a, a book deal or like yep. being on TV and stuff mm. or like acting even well, he's hot you, I just googled him and to try and find images of him now and there aren't any so I uh, imagine you re- re- sorry retired from the limelight to, um, to this I think yeah he was re- retired yeah. from the limelight I mean, he did, but apparently he was offered a nude modelling contract. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that as a joke. Mm. I, I mean, it never happened. And a film producer wanted to turn him into a spaghetti Western star. Oh, wow. wow. That never happened. However, there is a big fictional wow. Hollywood character that, although the guy that created it said it's not based on him at all, but there's this rumour that this big character in Hollywood was based on him. Osama bin Laden. <laughs> wait, you do not wait. <laughs> so okay, so he's a decorated war vet yeah. who's gone, you know, rogue, gone rogue. Oh my god, Rambo! Rambo! Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yep, that's what Rambo's awesome. based on. This guy. Well, that's what that was. That was a kind of rumor. The guy that created it said it might not be yeah. true. Well, said it wasn't true. Oh my true. god! Wow. I mean. We have blown this case wide open. (laughs) Okay, so just kind of lastly about this. I mean, there's so much more. What's exciting about this case is that there's so much more about it that I haven't even been able to mention. Um, So there was a, um, there's a brilliant article by a guy called Roland Hughes. It's on the BBC News website entitled DWA 85, the world's longest and most spectacular hijacking. So this remains the longest hijacking? Do you know what? I I guess it must, I suppose, because it's... 18 hours is hard to beat. Yeah, it's transit. Atlantic kind of thing. It's like he's done the whole thing. Yeah, he could I don't fly know. all night, <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> and I think also that these days, stop because like... I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> we are never doing Men's Month again. <laughs> Wait, and was a song written about this? Like, did the do you know the, what I mean? The, band the, sunshine, ba- the sunshine band. I've not heard <laughs> of a song about it, but <laughs> the um, hit single it's, by it's, Harper's Bazaar. It's called Hot Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so one last thing is he did open a pizza restaurant. What do you think it was called? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I have no idea, but I can't wait to hear what it is. Is um, it Pizza Express? Was it called S- the Sky High Club? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, God, I bet it's so good. It's very simple. Actually. Oh, it is. Raphael's. Raphael's. <laughs> Minicielos or whatever pizza pizza restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's so simple. It was called hijacking. Shut up, everyone! Yes! Oh no! It's yes. Yeah. Wow. So we've got to kind of round this off here. It does but have a sense of humor. What is exciting is that, like, in if you read the article, like in 2009, he tracked down the crew from the plane and he flew to America to apologize. Wow. wow. Yeah. The whole he thing. Did he fly himself? Did he hijack? <laughs> Oh my god, he must have had to do the 12 Where, steps. Why would he be tracking yeah, down everyone he has to apologise to? Was he allowed he back in would America? Have had to, yeah, wouldn't be let back and would be jailed? I mean, I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah, he didn't there. pay for his crimes in America. He did yeah. go back, though. He went back because um, there's pictures. It's a TV of him. show. It just sounds like. This is amazing. It's, mm. It is amazing. This is one of my favourite things I've ever heard. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah. So um, I guess, guys, that's did the end they, of did our they story. Did they accept his apologies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, Raphael. Thanks yeah, for coming smoking back. hot is fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always been in love with you. Um, guys, this is to Hot Raphael, I guess. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Hey. Raphael. Hijacking the pizza so place. I know. You guys want to go get a hijack? 
and a medium hijack, <laughs> extra cheese. Drunk women solving crime. So stop all rolling. that leaves to happen is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm very good at this. All that leaves to happen. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's like the start of a sonnet. It is, it is. All that leaves to happen. (laughs) On a Monday crisp morn. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're doing we're doing a listener crime. And um, this is the case of the missing toothbrush, which isn't quite as exciting as uh, we thought, but this is from Jessica. So she says, Dear drunk women, a few months ago, uh, we got a new housemate at our uni house. Me mm-hmm. and the other mature student were hesitant because randomers as housemates never work out. Mm. But alas, we were outvoted and a random girl moved in. She has now lived with us for several weeks and becomes more and more strange by the day. Uh oh. Great, I love these sorts of people. <laughs> From sleeping on the floor of the lounge at midday to petting large stuffed animals while looking straight ahead and not blinking. Oh, yeah, my so far. God. Sounds like me. <laughs> I mean, your husband might have actually written into this. He calls you his housemate as well. Um, <laughs> this random woman moved in with me and had my child. I was outvoted. Uh, the other day, I very kind, I very kindly, because she creeps me out and I don't want to get murdered, asked her, there's a lot of shade in this, yeah. asked her to do the washing up. And apparently that caused so much stress that she couldn't actually do the washing up um, oh, and wow. wouldn't speak to me for a few days. Uh, then I further offended her by moving my girlfriend and I's toothbrush out of the communal pot um, and she kept sticking them back into the communal pot Ooh, after she yeah. put out a personal one. Um, so just me, my girlfriend and this girl were staying in the house many at the time. Like and then this morning, my toothbrush had disappeared. She claims not to have taken it. However, my only other suspect is my girlfriend and she has no motive and also she's a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I need your brave detectives to formally charge and clear the culprits uh, with to charge the clear culprit with the crime. So yeah. I have to take it to the housemate court, aka lounge meeting about housemate behaviour. Thank you so Ooh. much for your much needed aid. Forever yours, Jessica the distraught. Oh okay. no! Right, first things first. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica described her girlfriend as a normal person. <laughs> mm. uh, I love that. <laughs> because I uh, feel like there's an instinct within LGBT people to not ever refer to themselves as normal. Oh. And I really, like something about her, just describing her girlfriend as a normal person, <laughs> made me really happy. But I don't know, I thought it just yeah. like, made me buzzy. <laughs> so thank you, Jessica, for that. Because <laughs> I, I feel, and like I feel like a lot of people in the LGBT community feel like not normal. Like kind of weird, and actually, if someone described me as normal, I'd fucking glass them. <laughs> so I don't. But it's nice that that's happening. Um, <laughs> this is grim. Mm. I know. So hang on, let me just have a look. At this. <laughs> so the, is it just her and the girlfriend, and then this other? We well, don't know how many. It sounds like it's quite a big house. If there's enough that they can vote on stuff. Yeah, there's a few yeah, more in the house. Maybe, I think yeah. who are all normal. Another mature student. Mature student is a red flag to me. <laughs> so Jessica is a mature student, and the other, the other person in the house. So it may be that it's just Jessica, her other mature student, the new girl. Oh yeah, and her mature girlfriend. student sounds well, lonely, to, lonely and horny to me. <laughs> lonely old horny. Oh, is it an electric toothbrush? Oh, because then. We are on the Then we have motive. <laughs> then we have motive. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. In a pinch, or I'll be. interesting, isn't it? Then I further I've... offended by yesterday moving my girlfriend's toothbrushes out of her communal pot. <laughs> Joe is really into this. Or I, I'd spent so long living with people that I hated. Mm. And it's Again, like, your husband. My, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's ongoing. I have no answers. Um, <laughs> but, um, but like it's creepy as fuck when you f- don't feel safe in a shared space that you have mm. to that you have yes, to live is. in. Yes. Like this girl's obviously going to be there for at least a few more months or whatever the yeah. contract is. 
I would get a lock on your bedroom door. Okay. Start keeping um, your toothbrush in your bedroom, which is what I started doing. I just like, no one did anything to me, but I just didn't trust anyone. <laughs> These stupid arguments we were having. I was just like, oh, so I guess people were taking my shampoo. So I just literally became that twat that kept, not that she's a twat. I was a twat. I just kept all of my stuff that I didn't want messed with in mm, my bedroom. Yeah. And then when I'd take it with me to the shower and yeah. then I'd take it back Shower again. caddy. Did you have a little um, thing yeah, with the handle? Yeah. yeah, I did shower caddy. You don't, you yeah. don't need to, yeah. I do that. You don't. Yeah, I in would, my own house. You live alone. <laughs> oh, you live alone. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I don't like the idea of my toothbrush being exposed. Yeah. Anything could happen to, if I leave my to, shampoo in your. To even yeah. people I like, you know. <laughs> what if I use too much? More than a dime-sized amount. Yeah. I know. I do think that though. My toothbrushes are like on a sort of shelf above the toilet. Yeah. And I just think uh-huh. that's just airborne particles everywhere. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? I had well, a, this is a slight sidebar, but go on. Um, I. So I live with um, a, a dear friend um, called, well, you don't need to know his name, but it's called Ben. And he, um, I have quite a like open house policy. I, if people want to stay, if there are any comics in the area they want to stay, whatever. Oh, like, that's I'm, nice. Cool, fine. Yeah. And he texts me and he said, oh, my sister's coming and she's got kids and whatever. And I, he knew I was going to be away. And he said, do you mind if they stay? And also because of the kids, whatever, can the kids stay in the spare room and my sister and her partner stay in your room? And I was like, absolutely fine, whatever. Wow. Can you just make sure you clean the sheets because I haven't cleaned them for a while, whatever. So we cleaned the sheets and I got back and I got into the shower and the sheets were all beautifully clean. And, I was, <laughs> and then I looked down and there's this, in the shower was um, uh, a... Um, shampoo a conditioner a shower gel and then the lube that i'd left just on the side so then i was like almost definitely she just saw that those were the four things that were in the shower just i don't really know what to do about it because i've never met her so she knows what i've been up to in there you know, I like to mollycoddle myself these days. Here's the thing. So, I wasn't expecting to tell this story, but there you go. I've got this watch, which looks just like a nice watch. and uh, But it has a smart thing to it, so it tells Ooh. my heart rate. It was oh, wow. 71 beats per minute nine minutes ago, whatever that means. Uh, it does my steps, so I've done quite a lot of steps today. I've done 12,307. But it also predicts when I've done exercise. So, if I go for like a, if I go for a jog, it'll be like, oh, did you go for a jog? Or did you go for a swim? And like, just Right. If I have a wank, it thinks I'm playing volleyball. <laughs> that is amazing. So, oh did you God. did you play twelve minutes of volleyball at one a.m.? Uh, I'm not sure I did actually. Oh my God. Volleyball. I wonder. Doing it wrong? I wonder if the makers of this watch know perfectly well, but they can't put wanking as one of the suggestions. Yeah. So they've had, to, thing, they've had yeah. to go. It's volleyball we'll just have to put volleyball it's the- <laughs> but volleyball's like where you sort of get your clamp sort of yeah you, get you put it, your hands together and you like <laughs> really push yeah into so the air funny which well. is sort of a compliment <laughs> yeah are you so good at wanking that it looks like volleyball <laughs> did it say what? whether or not you'd won <laughs> <laughs> spike you-, <laughs> <laughs> you lost at volleyball at 1am yeah <laughs> <laughs> You slept oh, ever so well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm um, almost interested to know what your heart rate went up to when you looked at the picture of Raphael. Yes. Yeah. Well, there will be a graph. Check. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know if there will be a f- that thorough a graph. I think for this lady that needs to convince oh, sure. the, the kangaroo court of her peers in the house, um, she sh- and she wants to like you know dob this girl in and go look. I don't feel safe. She should focus on the things that this girl has done that are disrupting the house. Cause like, they're going to be like, well, we probably don't really care about your toothbrush. Like you've probably lost it. But if like stuff like her saying, can you wash up? And this girl not speaking to her for three days, like that's hostile work environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so okay. that's stuff that's not okay. She should draw attention to the stuff that's affecting everyone. Stuff that you have a bit of fact that, behind. Yeah. And they might be like, you know, 
that's bothering them too. It's like if you if you're <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Katie is taking this seriously. <laughs> just gets listening. I know she is. I, I mean, I can't talk. Now I want to put it on and just see. I'm so sorry, but like, would it say something different for a woman? Would it be like, are you a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Will you guard me? <laughs> Katie, continue. No, I, it's not what I'm saying. It's not as fun as the masturbation. No, <laughs> um, I know. Katie's I genuinely trying to help. Well, no, so. I just think like I don't know. I feel like I've said it. Yep. Yeah, so what we're saying is go in with some facts, Jessica. Yeah. yeah and, be, be unemotional mm, and to the point. Which is how Joe wanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sports. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, Joe. I mean, as if. <laughs> Tell us, um, apart from the obvious, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> and what else are you getting up to? Tell us, tell us everything. I've got nothing to plug, really. Uh, actually, when this goes out at the end of November, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. I tell you, I've absolutely got something to plug. Go on. Uh, so I'm making a show, second series of a show called Joe Lice's Got Your Back, which is hey. a consumer show. Mm. We did a series, uh, the one out earlier this year, the new series will go out uh, early next year. And we really want any of your consumer issues. Ooh. So if you've been scammed, if you feel like a company has let you down, uh, as um, you feel like they've taken your money and you've not received the service you're expecting, Ooh. but also we want like whistleblowers basically. So anyone, Ooh. you know, if people are working for a company and they have seen dodgy practice yeah. and stuff going on that they're like, this isn't cool that the people I work for are doing this. Yeah. We want to hear about all of that. And so if you could email got your back at rumpusmedia.co.uk with all of that stuff. We would love to hear from you. Awesome. And we're working on the series now and we've got, I can't talk about any of these things um, because we're about to do the stunts and whatever. Ongoing. It's ongoing investigations, but we've got some like proper, I feel like, and this is probably jinxing it, but like headline scoops. Wow. It's really exciting. So yeah. exciting. That's very good. Yes. There's some like mad stuff going on where you like look at it. And even just because I have access to the emails and people send through stuff and you're like, I can't believe this. Like the mm, stuff that people yeah. have to put up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we shouldn't have to. And it's companies just messing people around. Yeah. And I love getting my teeth stuck into this. So we, and there's a team of like, dozens of people uh, I went in for the first time this week and I was looking at all of the people working on it I was thinking oh this was just a joke idea and now this is actually happening <laughs> actually all these people really know what they're doing yeah, we're actually helping people and changing lives yeah, yeah. so um, we would really love to hear from people awesome with, but whistleblowers particularly so like if you were working for a company you're like not cool yeah okay. and we're very discreet as well that's the other thing we won't say you know you don't have to be exposed as a name or whatever okay. we will. Mark Smith cool. says. <laughs> thank you to Mark Smith for really putting Astra in the shirt. Well, uh, I guess on that note, Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, and that's an end of men's month. And thank you, Jay. Thank you. Woo! To the end of men. <laughs> Hurrah! Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.